Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here today with you and want to give a very warm welcome to Lash Ferry, who's joining us from here in Los Angeles to discuss his over 20 years of experience in working in celebrity endorsement and brand partnerships. Lash Ferry is founder and president of Distinctive Assets, which is credited with catapulting the promotional craze of celebrity swag into a pop culture phenomenon. With a resume of top award shows that spans two decades and a client roster that includes a who's who of Hollywood, Lash appears frequently on numerous television programs as an expert guest and is quoted regularly in a broad range of publications. Lash blends a business degree from the University of Virginia's acclaimed McIntyre School of Commerce and management consulting background with a uniquely Hollywood pedigree that includes author, inventor, host, gift guru, entrepreneur, and influencer. Lash and I have discussed many celebrity lounge and gift bag partnership over the years, and I wanted Lash to join our marketing mistakes and how to avoid them podcast today to specifically talk about what he has learned from his experience in creating such events as the yearly Grammy gifting lounge from the side of an event lounge producer and gain some additional information on what his advice is for companies who are interested in leveraging this fantastic marketing opportunity for their own brands. There's a lot involved in crafting a robust celebrity marketing program, and there are a lot of mistakes you can make along the way that Lash's experience and advice can help protect you from. Today, we're going to talk about how to best prepare your brand to take on the world of celebrities through gifting lounges and gift bag opportunities, and how to get celebrities excited to work with your brand. We'll learn what has worked from Lash's experience, what maybe could be avoided from other brands' mistakes, and where so many other brands are missing the mark. Lash, welcome. Thank you so much, and thank you for that lovely introduction. You are very welcome. So happy to have you today. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you became involved with celebrity marketing and endorsements and you know, ultimately launched Distinctive Assets. I've been doing this for 20 years now. I cannot believe we're getting ready to celebrate our 20th Grammys. And we started out, funny enough, in a slightly different lane. Uh, my company, Distinctive Assets, originally was selling clothing to costume designers on TV shows. So we would go around all the different sets and, you know, take racks of clothes to Darman and Greg and Will and Grace and Allie McBeal. I'm dating myself because those were the hot shows at the time when we started. And the costume designers, we were like a veritable uh, rolling Bloomingdale's. And we would roll into the set and they'd buy the clothes and uh, everybody would win. The designers were mostly up and coming designers. So they were thrilled that their clothing was getting on TV shows. And we also worked with very large designers as well. It was a really nice mix. We had jewelry, we had shoes, a little bit of everything. And while we were on the set, the actresses started gathering around and we would start rolling our racks in. And they're like, can we buy some of our personal stuff from you? You guys have such great stuff. So we started selling to the actresses on the shows as well. And then they started asking us to do their holiday shopping. And uh, so we started getting into gifts. And then a friend of a friend happened to be a talent booker on the Grammys and American Music Awards. And she would come to our shopping parties. And she's like, you guys have such great stuff. Talent sits around twiddling their thumbs backstage at these award shows while they're waiting to go on for rehearsals. You should come in and give them stuff. Just like I've often thought it would be cool to sort of a cool platform, but I didn't even know how to start. So we launched it together and it really just took off. Like we had no idea, at least in my mind, that it would be as massively successful as it's become. And because we were literally the first people to do it, no one knew really what we were even pitching them on. They were like, this sounds interesting. Uh, Toomey was on board at the very beginning, one of our early adopters, Sports Club LA, which is now Equinox, was an early adopter. And these brands were like, we would love to have celebrities at our resorts and at our clubs and using our products, so why not? But we were making those first calls. We were like, we want you to pay us to give mm-hmm. stuff to rich and famous people. And it, some of the brands were like, I don't really understand. And some were like, okay, I'm in, let's try it. 
And it was immediately a win-win-win. The celebrities loved it, the shows loved it, my clients loved it, and we started doing pretty much every award show. You know, at this point in my life, I've done every award show, I think at least once. Um, some only once because they weren't enjoyable. And uh, some I've been lucky enough to do for 20 years. So we're literally gonna be doing our 20th Grammys coming up here in February. And it's been a really fun journey. I had absolutely no idea that's how you started. I started back in the same time frame as you because my big wins of the early days were also like Ally McBeal and being on set and all of the David Kelly productions. So you and I are both dated equally. Well, then I probably owe you in part um, credit for helping me segue into award shows because at the time we were doing it the first few years, it was just so much fun to be on the set. And the costume designers were like, this is brilliant. We don't even have to leave. Yeah. And then a couple of years in, we would start showing up at Ally McBeal and they're like, we'd love to buy from you, but we have this free rack of Chanel suits that just arrived. So we're just going to use the free suits and not buy anything from you. Um, and so then I saw the writing on the wall in that regard. And so then we started to segue directly into doing all award shows and, and didn't do anything with TV shows anymore. You have no idea, but Chanel actually was my client and we did have that. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is really funny. Okay. I'm glad. See, look, it does work. I was like, I love money, but I love Chanel too. So I can't yes. fault anyone for taking free Chanel. No, not at all. <laughs> So, you know, you kind of covered this in what you were just saying, you know, the celebrities were sitting around backstage and they were interested in getting free stuff. But that's something that brands ask me all the time. They're like, why does a celebrity need free stuff? I mean, come on, they can afford anything that they want. So why do they want this stuff? And why are they actually willing to take it from a brand and potentially even pose for a picture with it or give a testimonial? Yeah, I think the key part of that, and I get asked that, as you can imagine, all yeah. the time the key word or the key mistake in that question is the word need. They certainly don't need it. And we're not here as sort of a philanthropic outreach because Alicia Keys has fallen on hard times and needs free stuff at the Grammy Awards. That's not the point of what we do. Um, we do this for the same reason that movies pay Jennifer Lawrence $20 million for a film. Uh, she doesn't need that money. She certainly doesn't need any money at this point after X-Men and Hunger Games, but she gets paid that amount of money because she is a brand and she brings value to any project that she's a part of. And it's the same mm -hmm. thing with what we do. These celebrities bring value to the brands whose stuff they're wearing or talking about. If it's a resort and Hugh Jackman shows up with his wife to go on vacation, that adds stardust to it. So there's a very clear value of what's added. And it's the same reason that a lot of brands pay millions for celebrity endorsements and we sort of fall below that tier so for brands who can't afford to hire dozens of, of celebrities as an official endorser mm -hmm. this is sort of a nice sort of unofficial way to sort of link your brand with a celebrity um, and it's fun you know to quote my my friend he's my imaginary friend because they're not actual friends I can't call him on the cell phone or anything um, but Samuel L. Jackson last year right after the Oscars he was a presenter at the Oscars mm -hmm. and uh, Ellen was asking about his Oscar experience he's like well it was fine I was a presenter but they don't do presenter gift bags anymore only the nominees which all the celebrities have heard about he was like but only the nominees get these amazing gift bags so I'm only going to do it if I'm a nominee now like I only want the gift bag and you could tell Ellen who's not so much into free stuff uh, she was like, Samuel, you make so much money. Your films have grossed billions of dollars. Why would you care about getting some free stuff? Is there even anything good in the gift bag? He was like, these shoes I'm wearing. He held up his foot free. He was like, there's nothing better than when something is free. And it's not really about whether they can afford it or not. It's a perk of all the hard work that's gotten them to the point where brands want to throw free stuff at them. Um, and I don't think you're ever, and Oprah really personifies this. I don't think you're ever too rich or too famous 
to love giving and receiving gifts. Um, it's yeah. like that childlike emotion on Christmas morning or hot up the mornings. Um, and opening presents is fun no matter who you are. Yeah, man, freeze all the better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what are some of the types of opportunities that you can do partnerships with Grammys and celebrities? Yeah, well, we have been the official Grammy partner now for 20 years, as I said. And what's lovely about doing an official award show is that you get to be backstage. You're working hand in hand with the production team and the talent department. So you're not trying to get celebrities to come out of the way and go drive to a hotel that's off the trajectory of anything that they're doing. These are folks who are already there at rehearsals. They're already on site. You know, they're already in the zone of being at the award show and, and having fun. And what we've done and what we do with these shows is become sort of an expected part, you know, to the point where when Mary J. Blige shows up at the Grammys, one of her first questions is, where's the gift lounge? You know, because they know it's a fun perk. Rihanna, you know, and, and I think a lot of folks who do our events are surprised at the sort of level of folks who come through the lounge because they're used to doing these offsite gift lounges where it's really hard to drag top level talent to come to them. So they're there and they're, you know, you could tell they're the clients who are a little jaded or, you know, suspicious. Like, is anyone really going to come? And I remember four years ago, our first guest, literally our first celebrity guest was Sting. Yeah. Uh, and he walked in and I think people were like, wow, legit people really are going to be coming through this event. And then Rihanna came through later in that day with her girlfriends. And I think people were really taken aback. They were like, oh, we didn't think Rihanna would do it. I'm like, Rihanna loves it. You know, if she's had a, mm -hmm. especially if she's had a tough rehearsal, she loves to come through and shop with her girlfriends and she'll come through on the condition that she can bring her girlfriends with her that she's brought, which we're happy to accommodate. Justin Bieber has come through. And, and what I particularly love about, especially the Grammys, is that you get stars on the upswing a lot of the time. So, you know, when Justin Bieber came through, he was just a little YouTube sensation from Canada that no one had really heard of much about at the time. And the pictures from that Grammy lounge he came through probably 10 years ago now some of these clients are still using and are still using for promotion and are still able to say Justin Bieber received their gift because there's longevity to some of these celebrities, especially at the biggest show in music, which is the Grammys. Right. It's the gift that keeps on giving for brands for years to come. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And you know, not every celebrity wants to come through a gift lounge. They're either not in the right mood or if it's a woman and she hasn't done hair and makeup, she doesn't want to do pictures. You know, we never make taking photos a condition to come and receive their gift. We're there to give thank you gifts to these folks for being a part of the show. If they do, that's lovely. And if they don't, you know, the celebrities has still gotten a really lovely gift and the vendors have still gotten to meet really lovely people. And I always tell clients who are there, don't ever do a gift lounge if your experience is contingent on getting a photo with one specific celebrity. So if you're here only to get a picture with Adele and you care about no one else, you probably shouldn't do a gift lounge because you really have to have a little bit of flexibility and a little fluidity to understand. You're going to get some, you're not going to get some, some will be busy. Uh, some really don't like gift lounges. Adele doesn't particularly like gift lounges. She likes free stuff. Um, but British celebrities tend not to really get the American phenomenon of free stuff quite as much. Uh, so I remember the last time Adele was at the Grammys, uh, we had Hasbro doing amazing suite of games, like all like five of their latest and greatest games. And Adele had heard that there were games in the gift lounge and she didn't want to come up, but she wanted to know if we could send the games down for her kids to play with. Um, or kid, I forget how many she had. There was at least one. Um, in her dressing room that wanted games. And so we sent the games down to her dressing room and it was totally fun. That's awesome. And now and I think brands sometimes forget, you know, it, it is beyond the picture because sometimes a celebrity might actually say something that you could capture and that's fantastic. Um, or what we've also seen with photos that have happened with someone who, you know, you said on someone who's up and coming, who's rising, 
you know, their star might hit even a year or two later, but you have these photos and they're out on the internet and they get picked up by media outlets and reused and reused and reused. And sometimes it happens like not even the next year. Sometimes it happens in the moment. You know, my favorite category at the Grammys is best new artist Um, because invariably they'll be the folks, best new artists always love coming to the gift lounge because for the most part, it's their first experience doing it. So they'll come through and you can tell some of the clients like, who is Esperanza Spalding? I've never heard of her. Or at the time, who is Zach Brown band? There's a bunch of like uh, country bumpkins. Like that's the reception they had. And then they saw them perform at the Grammys. They're like, oh my gosh. And then they won best new artists. They're like, oh my gosh, we have all these pictures with the Zach Brown band. And we have all these pictures of Esperanza Spalding. So um, sometimes it's like even later that night that the star hits and it's really, right. really fun to see. And what's really special, I think, about your lounge, you had touched on this before, you know, in comparison to other lounges sometimes, other lounges that are off-site don't necessarily get the star caliber. They get a lot of people who might be on their way up and a lot of people who might be on their way down and not necessarily those A-listers that brands are always hoping for. Yeah, I, I see it all the time. You know, I used to do about 20 award shows a year. I did a lot um, and they were all official. Um, and then I tried one unofficial one and I was like, I don't know how people do this. I was so stressed. I was like, how do they get talent to come? And then I'd have clients like, oh my gosh, we've done a couple of these and like no one that helps our brand really came. Right. Um, or people who are maybe it's a it's an Oscar gift suite and then they have a bunch of TV people coming through. I love television. I watch more television than a fat teenager, um, but I don't get the connection sometimes. It's sort of a free for all and they're giving away hundreds of products to try to reach a couple of people. So I think you can just do some due diligence to sort of tell does the gift suite make sense for you. If it's official, that's already a huge stepping stone towards making the decision easier for you and if the demographic makes sense for you. Um, but if you're one of five Golden Globe suites that's going on around town, it's going to be really hard for you, that suite, to differentiate itself from others in terms of getting press and getting talent to come. So I think official is always really, really nice. Um, And then like what we do for the Oscars, for example, the Oscars hasn't done anything official Mm -hmm. gifting wise for over a decade. So rather than being one of dozens of offsite official gift suites, I said, what can we do that's really gonna deliver value to my clients? Because that's really what they wanted is, is value and to reach the top nominees. So we do a gift bag only for the top 25 nominees. So it only goes to best actor, actress, supporting actor and actress and director. So you're only giving it to 25 people. It goes to those people. um, And we actually are getting calls in many cases at our office when they see on Entertainment Tonight what's in the gift bag to make sure we have the address of where to bring their gift bag. We get calls from people in categories we're not even gifting wanting the gift bag. So for our brands, getting press and exposure and getting product directly to the 25 that matter is way better than being part of a gift suite where you've got some people, maybe they were in the movie, but they weren't even, you know, top talent in the movie. So brands have to make those decisions for themselves. But for me and my clients, I decided I'd rather do fewer, but larger events each year. So rather than doing 20 of these different award shows, you know, I did the BET Awards, the ACMA Awards, the CMA Awards, you know, all these shows. Mm -hmm. Um, I really now just do Grammys, Latin Grammys, and then the special non-official gift bag that we do for the Oscars. And my brands are able to focus their energies and efforts and their outcomes on a couple of key events that have marquee value Mm -hmm. rather than spreading it out over a bunch of smaller events where it's really hard to get value for the brands. 
No, that makes sense. And then, you know, you were mentioning the Oscar nominees gift bag. You know, so many brands are like, they call us and like, oh, we want to be at the Oscars. We want to be in the official Oscars gift bag. We want to be backstage. And the Oscars stopped doing that a long time ago because of tax implications for the celebrities, I believe. That was one of the primary reasons why they didn't want to do it because celebrities had to pay for all of the dollars that were coming to them and the Oscars didn't want to be responsible for having well, that to was the reason they gave. I think okay. the real reason was something else. I think the real reason is that they felt it was a distraction from okay. movies and what they were there to do, which was celebrate movies. And I think they felt there was more public interest in Gwyneth Paltrow's gift bag than in the best foreign film or the best documentary short or like whatever some of the, the smaller categories are. So I think for them, it was a way to focus on their core business, which is promoting movies. So I think it was sort of a smart decision because the reality is that the tax thing has never changed in the history of doing really gift bags or business. You know, celebrities or any of us are responsible for claiming any gifts we get that are business gifts on our taxes. Um, And to quote my friend Jennifer Love Hewitt, when she was asked about it at the Emmys one year about whether she was going to accept her Emmy bag because there were tax consequences, she was like, oh my gosh, I love gift bags. And Ryan Seacrest was like, well, what about the taxes? She was like, I can afford my taxes. It's all fine. Um, You know, so as a worst case for these celebrities who are fortunate enough not to have to make decisions in their life based on financial consequences for the most part, even if they get $100,000 for the free stuff and just have to pay the taxes on it, it's still a pretty good deal. It is a hundred percent. And you actually take the Oscar nominee gift bag to a new level. You're not just doing a gift bag. You actually have a whole satellite media tour that's attached to it. You really work it to get your brand's exposure. Yeah. It's a very, it's like apples and oranges. What we do for the Grammys is so different than what Mm -hmm. we do for the Oscar nominees because for the Grammys we're backstage, we're on site, there's celebrity interaction, there's photos with, you know, the celebrities who are willing to take pictures it's much more of a celebrity interactive experience for the brands who participate Mm -hmm. in that, as opposed to the everyone wins, which is what we call our nominee gift bag that we do for the top Oscar nominees, where so much press comes out of this. Like it blows even me away every year when I'm doing the press (laughs) recap report, Um, which by the way, that's something I encourage anyone listening to do. Um, If you're trying to vet companies and evaluate whether you want to be a part of an opportunity they pitched you on, just ask them for a copy of the client recap report from the prior year that they've done. You'll see right away what came out of it, who attended, what press came out of it. It's really an easy benchmark to see if it's something that's worthwhile for your brand to think about being a part of. So in any event, for the Everyone Wins bag, yes, we're delivering it to talent. And Viola Davis went on several of the trips that we gave her last year. And um, you know the redemptions are crazy that we get for that gift bag, but we do a satellite media tour, which I thank Crest for. Many, many moons ago, Crest hired me, I think it was 18 years ago, to be talent for a satellite media tour that they were doing um, as part of our gifting to the Oscar talent. Mm-hmm. And I had never even really done a satellite media tour. I didn't really understand what it was. Um, and for those of you listening who don't, it's one of the most effective, amazing publicity things you could ever do. Because basically I stand there in a studio and I do about 30 live morning t- uh, interviews to news programs across the country, places I wouldn't be able to logistically fly to Philadelphia and then Atlanta and then Cincinnati and then Seattle and all these places. And over a three hour window, I do 25 to 30 interviews promoting what's in the gift bag. Um, and it's basically commercial adjacent. So the airtime has to be purchased. There's an additional fee for it. It's not inexpensive. So we have sponsors who underwrite the cost of it in exchange for being a guaranteed verbal mention in the interviews that I do. 
Um, and it's just been a really, really effective marketing tool for the brands who want to participate, but their key lever is getting verbal mentions of their brand in media outlets. That's right. nothing. I unfortunately don't own any media outlets. Um, maybe one day. Um, and so whenever I'm asked, I'm like, I wish I could guarantee you press coverage. I can't. Any company who guarantees you press coverage, you should be a little suspicious of, um, because it's not really possible to do. Um, but this is one of the few times where I can actually guarantee it because I bought the airtime um, on behalf of the clients that split the cost of the satellite media tour. And I guarantee they're live, it's live TV. So mm -hmm. what comes out of my mouth, I decide what comes out of my mouth. So I'm able to mention the top three or four brands who have underwritten the satellite media tour and get them guaranteed mentions in top 20 markets across the country. That's great. That's a nice guarantee versus yes. here you're in the bag and you can say you've been in a nominee's bag. For sure, for sure. Um, and if you're a crest and you can afford to do a satellite media tour anytime you want, great. But for a lot of our clients, they don't have crest promotional budget. And so right. for them to be able to have a smaller cost and have that total cost of the satellite media tour split between three or four brands, it's really a nice win-win for all the brands who are participating. Well, and just the whole management of it too, and the ability to not only book the, you know, the media outlets, but also to have you as talent they're yeah. speaking and covering the marketing messaging that needs to be covered. Yeah. I mean, I have many friends in the industry who are hired as talent. You know, they're on different talk shows on a regular basis and they're right. hired as talent. Their talent fee, to your point, is actually the same cost as what it would cost just to participate in my satellite media tour because I'm right. spreading it out over multiple brands. So right. um, it's, it's a great thing. And I encourage people, whether it's with me or whether, you know, you have an opportunity to look at other satellite media tours that are groupings of products. I highly recommend that brands do that because it's very, very effective. Yeah. hundred percent. So going back to the Grammys, if someone has never been to a celebrity gifting lounge, can you kind of paint a picture of what's the layout? What's it look like? And what are the opportunities for a brand to actually be there? I love the way our Grammy lounge has evolved. We used to be inside at the Staples Center in a room inside. Um, and obviously it's a physical room. So we were sort of restricted in terms of how many vendors we could have there, how many clients mm -hmm. we could have there. Um, it was usually about 12 to 15. And then I don't know how it came up. I think my event producer suggested one year that we think about putting a big tent, like the tents that you go to these super lavish rich weddings with like the vaulted canopied ceiling mm -hmm. and the subflooring. So now for the last 10 years or so, we've put up a huge tent at the talent entrance of Staples Center where I can fit up to 25 clients in. We have more space. We have more storage. We don't have to deal with getting in and out of Staples. It's much easier from a setup perspective. Um, so talent gets dropped off in their car and literally 40 steps from where they walk into Staples is our entrance. So it couldn't be more convenient for talent. And I can't stress how important it is that it's convenient for them. Because as much as Samuel and all the other celebrities love free stuff, they don't love it if it's inconvenient. You know, that's the, the downside of them being able to afford it and not really need it, is that they don't really need it. So if it's not easy, they're not gonna do it. So um, Nicki Minaj, for example, the year she was at the Grammy, I think it was four years ago now, she didn't have time. She was running off to Clive Davis's party, but she wanted her stuff. So she pulled up her pink Bentley to the entrance, like. 40 feet over, she pulled it over, pulled up to the entrance and rolled down the uh -huh. window and asked if we could just bring the stuff to her car, which we did. It was sort of like drive-in movie style where we just like brought, brought it right to her window for her. She couldn't have been lovelier. And I mean, who doesn't love a pink Bentley? I mean, give me a break. Her car was insane. Um, so in any event, the talent comes in, they check in, we assign them an escort. They get a huge duffel bag. It's sort of trick-or-treat style. They walk around to each vendor. 
they get an introduction. Each client is able to do sort of what I call their 90 second elevator spiel about their brand and why it's cool and what they're giving them. Mm -hmm. The celebrity gets it. We have Wire Image or Getty there taking professional photos that the clients get a copy of. Again, if the celebrity is willing, um, some celebrities won't hold the product either because they don't want to or it conflicts with the sponsorship that they might have but they might take a picture with the company owners. That's always been Sarah Jessica Parker sort of line that she draws. She won't take a picture holding a product, but she'll take a picture with you as the company owner, which I think is a lovely compromise for somebody who has endorsement conflicts. Um, and then if they don't take a picture, again, you had mentioned this before, you can still pitch in style that Rihanna just came through and scooped up five pairs of sunglasses with her girlfriends. There's still a lovely story there because you had the personal interaction. So, they go around to everything, they have fun, they leave with a big bag of stuff. We also have a pre-assembled gift bag and a huge rolling duffel bag that they roll away. So it's sort of a two-pronged gift. And so here they are, celebrities going around, they're going from table to table, they're getting their 90 seconds at each table, brands taking photos. Um, well, can the brand actually take photos or do they have to rely on Getty Wire Image photographers that you have? That's a great question. They cannot take photos on their own, on their okay. cell phone or, or otherwise. Um, there's an exclusive photography contract that the Grammys has with Wire Image. So they have to provide all photography on site. Okay. Um, and you're getting a professional photographer anyway. So it's right. kind of a win-win for the brands. They don't have to pay for it. It's part of what they're separately. It's all part of what they're paying my right. company to do for them. Um, and then they get copies of the photos. Um, Wire Image uploads those daily, the best. And then after the event, we send them all the photos, even the good ones that weren't good enough to post online so that they have all of the photos. Um, and they can never take pictures inside because there's all sorts of restrictions. So uh, Daft Punk, for example, they're known for, and Sia, you know, they are costume oriented and sort of their, their true identities are often shielded. So they have photo restrictions where they don't want their photos taken, which we honor. And it's really why so many celebrities like Ricky Martin and Faith Hill and Rihanna, who tend not to do other people's gift lounges, will do ours because they know when we say there's no photos, that we don't try to trick them, we don't take them secretly or clandestinely. Um, we really, really respect it. And one year Daft Punk came through and one of the clients got out their cell phone and took a picture and it created a huge problem. Like their manager was yelling, they left the lounge, it ended up being... They didn't get, it ruined it for everybody else because they didn't, they were happy to be there. They were going to go around to everything. And then after the third stop, they left because somebody took out their cell phone and took a picture. So mm -hmm. we have very, very strict rules about it. And if you do it, we take your credential away and you're escorted off the premises because it really does ruin it for everybody else. But at the same time, brands can, instead of capturing the photo, they can capture notes on what Rihanna's glasses she chose were. Yes. And yes. anything she said, if she just thought something was darling or however it was, so that they can later on go and pitch that. Yeah, and they can take a picture of the item that Rihanna chose. Here's the necklace that Rihanna just picked up, and they can circulate that photo. And they can take pictures. They can take pictures of the talent. I do let them, before the lounge opens, take pictures of their setup of the mood, of the lounge. You know, what I love about the Grammys and, and any event, which is why I often say choose the events you do carefully. You know, the reality is that, you know, I have a couple of brands that I launched on the side, a t-shirt company. I had a line of Porsche control plates. So a lot of times companies don't know that I own it. And so I get all the emails from other companies pitching me to be part of their gift lounges. So <laughs> I see what's going on out there and I see like what's happening and what people are trying to charge or what the situations are. I'm like, who would do this event? Like, I don't even understand how this makes sense for a brand. 
Um, so first off, if the event itself has legs outside of whether or not you get a celebrity photo. So um, the Grammys, for example, I always tell my clients this. I was like, if for the first time in the history of doing this, we have zero talent come through our gift lounge, just being here backstage at the Grammys is social media content for you. It's a story. It's a press angle. You already have something, a, a win in your column before we even open our doors and before any talent even comes through as opposed to being offsite at the TV Land Awards or, you know, some random, not that that's not a lovely award show, um, but you're not going to probably get much press traction from saying you were a part of the TV Land Awards, um, unless right. it's on the network that carries the TV Land Awards. And I've done that show, so I'm not trying to disparage the TV Land Awards. I'm just saying that the bigger the show, the more likely you are to get traction year-round outside of what happened on the few days of the event. Um, well, I yeah, well, I also think what people might not understand is, so when there is an award show in Hollywood, there are unofficial lounges that pop up all over the place. And there's still companies I've never heard of that have just started and they're like, oh, we're going to throw a celebrity lounge. And then the next year they don't because it was a little bit of a disaster. And there's some players that do it and they do it very well and they consistently do it. But again, they're not getting that A-list talent. They're not necessarily getting a ton of press coverage um, but they're getting something. Yeah. I, I just recently did a home renovation and I learned the hard way that when you pay for quality, you only cry once. It's an expression I had often heard, but I really got it for the first time after yeah. doing these home renovations and hiring people. It's like, oh, I'm going to save a few thousand dollars. And then you end up, this is now going to cost me more to fix than if I just hired the sure. good person to begin with. So I always do kind of chuckle because a lot of the shows that I stopped doing because I found that it was really hard to make money doing them. And mm -hmm. let's face it, this is how I make my living. This is how I pay my mortgage. This is how right. I do all of this stuff. So if I can't make money doing it, I'm not doing this for fun. You know, I'm not like retired and just kind of like doing this as philanthropy, as I said. So I see people who have like picked up some of the shows that I stopped doing, or um, I see that they're like offering free inclusion. You can just be backstage for free. And it's like, when's the last time as a business person, you got something for free that added value to your business? Sure, um, sure. If you get a lot, then good for you. I don't, I haven't found a lot of free things that have actually helped and advanced my business. So yeah, try it for free. You have nothing to get you nothing to lose, I guess, except you're giving away product, you're wasting product, that kind of thing. So just choose wisely. It's it's pretty easy these days to vet opportunities. Yeah. So one of the things, you know, we touched on press. You have press that actually come through the lounge as well. Yeah. And, and it's sort of an equal, you know, it's sort of the celebrities are important, but the celebrities are important to get press for a lot of the brands. Right. So yes, we have media outlets that come. One of the things that I look forward to every year at the Grammys is one of my favorite moments is when the Late Late Show with James Corden does their segment. Like he always sends his parents as correspondents to come through the gift lounge and they're the loveliest people. Um, and you see where James gets his humor because they are hilarious people and, and just two of my favorite people in the world. So they do this hysterical segment with them going through the gift lounge and that's always fun. GMA usually does a piece. Um, we've had Today Show coverage. We've had, you know, tons of internet um, mm -hmm. just sort of blogs and, and web only coverage. There's mm -hmm. articles and major outlets, Billboard and Time and Newsweek. So, you know, it really runs the gamut, but there's a lot of exposure that comes out, especially when you're part of a big award show um, that a lot of media outlets are looking to cover. So when these media outlets come through, you know, I don't have any control over what they pick or what they write about. Some are there and they're looking to cover beauty products because that's their beat. And so mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't control that your product didn't get covered because you're not a beauty product. You know, right. so for people come to these lounges. I'm like, you have to come with the attitude 
of being open to what the universe presents, you know, right. and not be jealous because you didn't get covered in one piece. So you, it, it, it's like a mutual fund. At the end, it sort of all balances out. You might not be in one thing, but you'll be in another. You might miss one celebrity, but you'll get another. So it, it sort of balances out. Very cool. So are there certain brands that are better than others for a lounge to participate in or even a gift bag? Um, I don't know that it's necessarily better because the reality is that you can make something that at first blush probably doesn't seem like it'd be a fit for a gift lounge. I know years back, waste management wanted to do something in the Grammy gift lounge. And I'm like, okay, I'm good, but I need to really try to come up with how we can make this happen for you. <laughs> um, and to their credit, I'm like, can you have your creative team maybe think about how you can make this appealing to celebrities uh, to have you there because I think that there's got to be something here, but let's just sort of brainstorm mm -hmm. about it a little bit. And they came back and truthfully, it's one of the best gifts we've ever given. It was Ricky Martin's favorite gift that year. So what Waste Management did is they offered each of the celebrities coming through the opportunity at their next concert to have it be as close to a zero carbon footprint as possible through their recycling programs. So on their own dime, Waste Management would come into the concert venue and do a whole recycling program for you, the artist, so that you could say that you contributed as little as possible to the carbon footprint that your concert left behind. So, you know, there's creative ways to do things. Um, in general, the best gifts in a gift lounge are the ones that require selection. So it's a jewelry company that has multiple pieces and you, Alicia Keys, gets to choose which necklace mm -hmm. you like the most. Um, it's sunglasses and you get to pick out the pair that works on your face. Um, you know, if you've got only one product, your company makes one little serum and that's all you have and that's what your display is, is this one product, it becomes a little bit better suited for a gift bag because it's right. a one-off product, it goes in the gift bag and it's a little bit easier than not having a selection or, you know, interactive component that we try to do in the lounges. And what is the price point that you're trying to typically get into as well? Because I know generally you don't want to come across too cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, usually 200 for the Grammys is what we try to shoot for in terms of the gift lounge value. But, you know, it's a perception thing. It's not something, you know, we hold, you know, total, really strong line on. Like, mm -hmm. if it's the perception is that it's a cool gift or it's a neat gift, then we can try to make it work. Like, we have a pepper spray company this year who was desperately trying to be in the lounge. The pepper sprays are like $50. So what they're going to do is give you a whole, your whole family, basically the gift of safety. Mm -hmm. So you get a pepper spray for you. And then if you've got five members of your family, you get multiple so that everyone can be as safe as possible. So there's some creative ways to sort of address that. And sometimes there's no way around it, but usually we can come up with a solution. We had five gum a few years back who wanted to be in the lounge. And so they created these gym bags that were full of basically a year supply of five gum. And it was one of the biggest hits in the lounge. People left like, dude, this is so cool. I'm not going to have to get any gum for the rest <laughs> of the year. Um, and it was just such a fun visual. So more is more is the general rule of thumb when it comes to gifting. So when in doubt, give more. Um, and because we're giving such a specific group and it's the presenters and performers and it's not hundreds of people who are randomly coming through and their entourages and all that stuff, um, it's easier for the brands to do. Well, and you also mentioned like with the, you know, five gum with the um, backpack that you could actually package your item as well. You could marry it with other things yeah. in order to make a cool theme overall with it. 
Absolutely. And you know, and sometimes there'll be companies who have a product that can't be gifted. Like I'm working with an aviation company for our Oscar nominees because we always have these amazing trips for them. Um, and it's a private aviation company and, you know, flying private, obviously giving away even one leg of a trip to go to Vegas from LA is like crazy expensive. So some things just can't be given away. So what they're doing is they're having beautiful pieces of Tumi luggage created with a hang tag with their company name on it. And then inside the luggage, which they can use for their private flights, um, is information on their, their private jet service. So there are creative okay. ways to give a gift that thematically ties with your brand, even if you're not giving your specific product away. Right. Especially if you're trying to get press out of it, where you can actually yeah. create something that's themed and kind of cool and right. a reporter can run with it. Right. But what we don't allow is couponing, which is what I call it. So I'll have a lot of jewelry companies who want to be there showcasing their diamond necklaces and stuff. I'm like, well, I can see why you'd want celebrities to see your diamond necklaces, but what is your gift? Oh, they're going to get $10,000 off a piece of jewelry. I'm like, okay, well, your cheapest piece of jewelry is $50,000. So what you're offering them <laughs> is a very small coupon to buy something. So it's not a gift. You have to spend money to get it. Right. Um, so it has to be a free and clear gift. But last year we had Diamonds International there. Um, and they obviously weren't giving away hundreds of thousands of dollar pieces, but they gave out these beautiful $200 bolo bracelets with tanzanite in them from Safi Kalima. Um, they were lovely. They looked way more expensive than they were. They had this adjustable clasp. And then they obviously gave them information if they wanted to borrow some of their expensive pieces. Uh, like when Little Big Town came through, the adorable ladies in Little Big Town found pieces that they wanted to wear on the red carpet that they were doing at the next event. So there are ways to do it, but you have to do it legitimately. So what is the best way for a brand to actually prepare for a lounge experience? How do they need to get ready? What kind of signage do they need to plan on? What type of table displays do they need? Um, what is the presence and the build out and how much space do they have and what can they do? Yeah, I mean, I guess that really goes event by event. It'll vary. I can speak for the Grammys specifically, which we now for the last few years have streamlined. So, you know, what used to be we let clients bring in their own signage. Some had big, some had small. There were different colors. Um, and it felt a little trade showy. Um, and so what we now do is we create uniform signage and sort of a sleek display. So everything looks visually similar when you walk in and it's not quite so visually jarring and we have sort of a visual theme and a color theme that usually ties in with what the Grammy social media campaign and billboard campaign is. Mm -hmm. um, so another lovely thing about sort of the fees we charge is that they're all inclusive. So we take care of your basic setup. We provide you a four to six foot table or display area. We have your signage there. If you've got specific tabletop needs like display pieces or accoutrement for putting your jewelry on, then you bring that in. Um, but it's all pretty streamlined and we have a document we send out before the event which basically outlines everything behavior wise that happens, what you can expect, how it all works. And so the number one thing you can do is actually read the documentation that you're provided from the people that you're doing the lounge with, because if they're like me, like we've done it many times and we're outlining exactly what you should and shouldn't do. Um, and then what's so frustrating is when we send that out and then people show up obviously not having read it because they're doing the exact things that we say don't do, um, that becomes a little frustrating. But the preparation is really just to be there ready and open-minded to have a great time, to view it as a multi-day event. We do it all three days of rehearsals. Um, so I tell people at the end of the first day, we may have had 50 people come through, we may have had five but it doesn't really matter because it's a three-day event. So think of it as one overall event rather than a daily sort of situation. But having a positive attitude, I can't stress enough, is the, the most important thing. And I always tell companies, 
don't send your company owner if they're not really mentally um, suited for working long hours, for doing trade shows, because even though we don't, don't want it to look like a trade show, it's a little bit like a trade show in terms of the hurry up and wait scenario. So right. we'll have five acts come through, you know, within 20 minutes of each other and it's insane. And then there'll be three hours of downtime where people are twiddling their thumbs. So, you know, there are lag times and we try our best to balance it out. But just because Rihanna says she's coming through at three, Rihanna's going to do what Rihanna wants to do. I can't control what time she actually right. rolls through. Um, and so people who come who are complainers are the worst people to send for a lounge. So, you know, it's hot, it's cold, I'm tired, I want to sit, I want to go inside, you know, why are the bathrooms so far away? It's like, you know, if you're looking for problems, it's really not the, the best place to be. Um, and so having a, a good attitude is the key. Yeah, you just have to really be receptive to having anything happen and be willing to go with the flow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I find that that's the case with the celebrities when they do or don't take pictures. You know, if you're just a normal, nice person who's like, I have this product, I'm very passionate about it. You're a super cool person, respect your work. Here's a gift. And it's not like the first thing out of your mouth is, will you take a picture with me? You know, it's like when you walk into a doctor's office and you have to have this like serious treatment done or something. And the first thing they ask you is for your insurance information or your payment. You're like, can we just like ease into yeah. it a little bit? Like, can you at least ask me how I am kind of thing? Um, and, you know, I find that that's the case. The, the clients in the lounge who are so aggressive and all they care about is getting this picture. And, you know, even if they're like little bulldogs with the talent, the talent senses that. So if you're just a nice, normal person, they'll want to do more for you. They'll want to tweet about your product. They'll want to help you out. Um, so that's sort of a, another key thing. Um, you know, Neil Patrick Harris was coming through one year and I was filling in for a vendor who had to step away. And um, I was just chatting with him and we were picking out stuff for his kids and he wasn't doing photos. And he was like, I, I'm not doing photos, but you're so nice. I want to do a photo with you. I'm like, it's totally fine. Like, I don't need a photo. Like, you can, it's totally fine if you just keep going. And he didn't know who I, like, I was just representing the company. So we didn't know that I owned the company that I was doing. He's like, no, I really want to do a photo with you. I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, you know, take a picture with the product if you want, but like it's, but because I was just nice and normal with him and I didn't have the expectation of anything from him, he wanted to do more than if I had started out saying, I demand this photo with you. Yeah, I think people forget that celebrities are still just everyday people. They're real people, just like everyone yeah. else. They are. And it's just about respect and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, also there, I don't know if he's still in business, but there was a guy who used to do gift lounges and he charged vendors by the photo. And so as you can imagine, there was enormous pressure placed by him on talent to take pictures at every place. So, you know, it became very, very awkward. And I'd heard stories from celebrities who were like, dude, I don't want to take any more pictures. Stop forcing me to take pictures. <laughs> um, but because that was the way he was making money, it became a very awkward thing. So right. you know, I would say that's another red flag as well. If you're being part of a lounge and like the expectation is that every celebrity has to take photos, you know, I, I guess that's the line you can tow, but you're going to definitely alienate some talent. You're definitely not going to get some really cool talent that you otherwise would have gotten to meet. Sure. Absolutely. So what are other opportunities for big wins for brands? Like what else, what other advice do you have that would be really good for them to know, if anything? Well, another great thing that's happened in the last five years specifically, obviously social media has been around longer mm -hmm. than that, but over the last five years, there's been a big shift that I've noticed in the brands who come. It used to be back when I started 20 years ago, unless I got them literally in print and in style magazine or in a newspaper, it wasn't a win. And now for them, 
like even stuff they do on their own, creating fun videos. We had a client who was backstage with us at the Latin Grammys a couple months ago who will be back at the Grammys called Alpha Priority. They do concierge uh, driver service and greeters that take you right to the gate at the airports. Um, and they did this really cool video behind the scenes. They had a few little snippets of talent, but it was mostly just sort of a fun behind the scenes snippet. It was 30 to 60 seconds. It was on Instagram and it was so well done and so cute. And it was something that they did in their downtime while we were at the lounge. So there's so much that brands can do while they're standing around rather than complaining that it's hot or cold or there's no one coming through. They can create content that they can now use on their social channels because that's really what it's about these days, right? Like, what are you Insta storing today and what's new and different and how are you setting your brand apart and, you know, how are you going to engage fans and how are you going to do a giveaway? You can give away some of the same items that you've set aside for the, the talent at the Grammys or the Oscars or whatever the show is that you're doing. So I, I'd say a big win for brands is just to think about what they can do on their own um, mm -hmm. to leverage the fact that they're investing in this opportunity um, and to get traction on it throughout the year rather than just relying on what might happen over a three-day period. Right. I mean, and when we've talked to people, we've had so many conversations over the years where someone's like, oh, I did a lounge. Yeah, I just didn't get anything from it. And my follow-up question to them has always been, well, what did you do with your photos yeah. and your assets and <laughs> your takeaways? And how did you market it? And they're always are like, yeah, we didn't really do anything. We probably could have. And yeah. no one should really enter a lounge, in my opinion, unless they are planning on doing that. Yeah, that's a great um, answer to them. The other thing I tell people too, because I hear that a lot, you know, the the downside about not doing as many gift lounges anymore is that other people are doing them and I can't control the quality of it anymore. And so sometimes my sales team's biggest job is to overcome the negative experience that they're having at other lounges, which, you know, it is what it is. It's like lawyers, right? You have a bad experience with a lawyer. You think all lawyers are bad. But I always tell people, I was like, just because you got food poisoning at a restaurant doesn't mean you're never going to eat out again, I right. would assume. You just have to be more careful about the restaurants that you select. Um, and so it's the same way with gift lounges. And I think it even goes back down to, you know, basic marketing. What is your KPI? What are you measuring against success? So yes. enter a lounge with a plan of how you're going to actually leverage this for success and what you're going to actually be goaling for. Absolutely. You know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, you know, whatever that uh, adage is. And it's, and it's definitely true. And so you definitely need to do due diligence on your side. You definitely need to put in some effort to take advantage of the opportunity. But so often brands, they look at some of the successes that so many of my clients have had. You know, we had, and sometimes it's not the most expensive. I think that's a misnomer too. Like some brands are like, oh, you know, I'm not offering diamonds. So like, I, I can't really participate. It's sort of the opposite. It's sometimes the kookier products that the press really loves to write about. So we had these massage mats, cellulite massage mats. You just put them in your chair, you sit on them, and they reduce the appearance of cellulite on the back of your legs when you sit on them every day by improving the circulation. They got so, and they were in the Grammy gift bag a couple years ago, they got so much press that they ended up being bought by a huge beauty brand that happened to see the press coverage and ended up acquiring them. And to this day, that woman is like, I can't thank you enough. Like, we did this on a whim to be in the Grammy gift bag. You know, we spent $1,500 not knowing if we'd get anything out of it. I certainly didn't earmark them to get included in every single article that came out, but because it was a unique product, they were featured in every article that came out. So people hear about that and they want to win the lottery, but if you don't buy a lottery ticket, you're not going to win the lottery. So, you know, I always tell brands do something like, even if it's just starting on a small level, get your sea legs under you and see what happens and see how the experience goes. See, you know, the professionalism of the team involved, whether it's me or some other company, 
you can learn a lot by doing a small event with a company um, sure. and, and just doing a gift bag. Even. Are there any other big wins that you can think of, like brands that have just done a phenomenal job or that you've really just had a lot of fun with working with at a lounge? I, yeah, I, I always have fun with so many brands. You know, one of my favorite brands right now, they're going to be in the Grammy Lounge. It's called It's a Tent. And um, the owner, Carolyn, is this Latina entrepreneur out of Miami. She just launched a cosmetics line that's coming out this year. She has a hairdryer now. She's got eight different sublines of her collection. And we helped launch her years and years ago at the Latin Grammy. So for me, it's always really gratifying when I see the evolution of brands and how they grow. And then they stay loyal and they still want to be a part. But I bring her up because people sometimes think, well, Hair care isn't revolutionary, obviously. Um, it's not the most expensive item in the world, but the truth is, is that people use it every day. Um, and especially when it's great hair care. And what she does when she comes in a lounge, she sets up a beautiful display. She's got robust products. She gives away so much product. So she doesn't just give you shampoo and conditioner. There's like 12, like she gives you the complete line of product with brushes and a hair dryer. So again, sometimes more is more. You know, these celebrities, you kind of want them to remember you and you want your product or your gift to stand out. Um, and if you can, great. If you can't, it doesn't mean you shouldn't participate. But when you can do a bigger compilation of product, I think it helps your product and your brand stand out and sort of positions you for success. Well, I think that is all phenomenal advice. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners today? I would just say, you know, get involved. It's been something that for 20 years, I can personally say I've seen it change the, the trajectories for brands and for products. And, you know, I'm not gonna say you're saying every single brand that participates gets, wins the lottery or has success. Cause to your point, some don't do any of the requisite work to follow through or to send out a press release or to put pictures on their website, you know, any of these basic things. Um, but it's, I, with great confidence, book clients into the Grammy Lounge. So it's a templated success program. It's something that I look forward to doing year after year. Uh, same thing with the Oscar nominee packages. These are things where the amount of press that comes out of these opportunities is phenomenal. Um, so I just encourage brands, you know, if you've had a bad experience, give us a try. Um, or, you know, try it again, because I really do think that it's a powerful thing for brands. And I'm so passionate about it. And I, and I see the benefits for it. Well, you, all of your passion has certainly paid off. I mean, you have built quite the empire of your lounge and you're super well known and you do really great work. So I'm so happy that you were able to share all of that advice today with us. Thanks so much for having me on and right back at you. It's been such a pleasure to work with you over the years and to see your star catapult as well and all the great stuff that you do. Um, yeah. So it, it's just fun. Like, and that's the other part of this business that I love is how, yes, the products and the press and the celebrities is all great, but just the brands and the people who represent the brands and the people that I get to do business with outside of award shows, which I do, you know, quite a bit of retainer work for brands as well, who maybe it's not an award show that they want to do, but they're looking for celebrity content. Um, so I was hired by um, a new charity network that wanted to get celebrities involved and pair them with brands mm -hmm. to create interesting content for good and to create cause oriented content that was massively successful. So there are so many ways to leverage celebrities. It doesn't just have to be a gift bag or a gift lounge. There are lots of interesting ways uh, to take advantage of it. Um, and my company does all of that stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think what brands don't understand sometimes, you know, they'll kind of come into Hollywood and do a one hit wonder and 
Hollywood is about relationships and it's about being seen and being there. So just getting your brand involved and active in the community is going to open doors and lead to so many new opportunities that you just never even would have planned on. And it all just starts on just pulling the switch and creating a partnership. I agree. I agree. Well said. Thank you, Lash. I'm going. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Thanks.